0: everybody, welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather for June 12th, June 19th, 2022. We are continuing to take off like a rocket. We have another week of women in charge running things. Uh, Venus and Pallas Athena are on the job. They both have a number of aspects this week and they meet up and they have all this exciting adventures for us to work with. Pallas Athena, of course, rules justice. She rules the law. She rules Athens. The Acropolis on top of Athens is her temple. Uh, She was deeply respected by the Greeks as a brilliant strategist. And of course, Venus is in her ruler. Uh, Taurus, she loves being in Taurus, so she's very happy. So welcome to the podcast. As I mentioned, my name is Anne Ortley, and we're still learning our twitter uh, our our technology so off we go all right uh, hopefully everything moves there we go okay so like i said we're taking off like a rocket with venus and Pallas on the action they're very very active this week kind of launching us off into a new direction and that's a lovely shot of the uh, satellite launch from my balcony uh in new york not in florida um in, uh i think it was august 8th of 2019 i love that picture all right so first up this week mercury of course still in his retrograde shadow and he leaves it on june 18th so we're still working with mercury in retrograde still telling tales and he leaves taurus where he's been for a little while trining pluto and now he gets into the facts and the details and the information, and he transitions at 11:27 a.m. East Coast time into Gemini. So there he is in Gemini. So this is the chart for Monday, the the uh, 13th of June, and you can see Mercury is high in the chart. He rules the ascendant. Uh, of course, this is when the hearings are taking place here in uh, at the end of the hearings taking place here in New York or in washington dc on the june uh january 6th uh riots and you know plans so the mercury and gemini high and of course now he's in his shadow through you know the last till he gets to 541 and then he goes into out of his shadow he doesn't leave gemini until the end of the end of the month but he's telling you stories he's giving you information he's encouraging you to step forward and to understand things you can see Venus and Athena are here, and they both are going to meet up with the node this week, and they both are meet, when they meet up with the node, they're going to trigger the eclipse, and they also have a lot of aspects to, uh, as they're going forward, they're going to be talking to both Saturn and to Neptune, not so much Athena right now but Venus will be. And so they have a lot of energy around, okay, what's going on, what, what's happening? Saturn is the structure, Neptune is the illusion, the delusion, the story. Saturn is what's the responsible thing to do, where are we going? And Neptune is the dream. So it's an interesting uh, week. Uh, it's not as hard as last week was, but there's a lot, more, um, a lot more content as planets come and zap that north node because they're going to be triggering the eclipse. They're going to be triggering the emotions. They're going to be a triggering, oh, now that that's the story, what do I do with it? So it's an interesting week when we're looking at it. Of course, Mercury retrograde's been dancing for a while uh, since the middle of April when he went into his shadow. And then, of course, his retrograde station during the eclipses, which brought up a lot of stuff. And, of course, he was in Taurus, so he was dancing, you know, with those nodes. Uh, And now, as he moves into Gemini and moves away from Pluto, he starts to be free to really say what's going on. So it's an interesting week. You want to still talk to your ghosts if people from your past return. Um, I heard from a few people from my past this last couple of weeks. Uh, some, Some good to hear from, some a little sad. But also, um, you know, we're, we're moving into new times, right? So the energy is moving forward and pretty rapidly with that Mars and fire. So the energy is forward motion, full steam ahead. And we will look at the next thing we have is we also have a dance this week with the sun and Venus. And they're in different configurations. So the sun is going to trine Saturn. Sun in Gemini is going to trine Saturn and it's going to square the nodes and venus is going to square saturn and she's going to sextile neptune and the nodes so there's a lot of or meet the nodes up so there's a lot of energy between the fight sun square saturn sun sex i mean sun trine saturn Sun, sun square neptune you can tell it's mercury going into gemini i'm trying to learn to talk again Um, So here we have first up the Sun in Gemini squaring Saturn and it's an opening square Which asks us to take conscious action around what we're going to do of course it'll in the course of the year The Sun will make a number of aspects to Saturn But this is an opening square that invites us to look at it and see it in a new way Sun rules the fifth house of Creativity and the chart ruled run for Washington and Saturn's up here in the 11th house So this is on Thursday uh, the sun is going to square Saturn. And so when we have that energy, we're like, oh, okay, the sun's squaring Saturn, what's that about? And then in the middle of the night, that night on June 16th, the Venus over here comes and joins up with the North Node, triggering the eclipses, triggering the secrets, bringing Venus, the women, forward and having them talk and communicate on a deeper level gemini rising a lot of stuff sun in the first a lot of energy around things going on behind the scenes being revealed and as venus comes to the node and activates the eclipses we have a very aha moment of oh wow i didn't know that now that i know that what do i do what's the change what do i want to uh work with and then after that in order then the sun's the sun is Uh, squares Neptune. He's at 25, he squares Neptune. And that's on Thursday. And he says, this is the deceit. This is where you've been tricked. This is where you've not been seeing things clearly. And in this case, the sun is in an opening square to Neptune. So he's talking about, well, you know, you really do need to understand this on a deeper level. And the sun, of course, rules the ascendant Uh, the Ascendants in Leo. So we're looking at that and we're understanding where it goes. And then Neptune, of course, down here, uh, is in the eighth house of money and value and how we're valued. So, you know, what we're valued for. So there's a conflict between how we're seen and how we're valued or how we're seen and what we said, because there's a deception energy with Neptune. There's also an illusion energy. So we want to give the positive parts to Neptune, where the sun squares Neptune and says, okay, well, that's an illusion I can work with, or that's a dream I can work with. And I remember at one point I was in Philadelphia at the flower show, and this woman had this amazing, these amazing pictures uh, that she had hanging on the wall. You know, they have a, a trade show in the back. And so I'm looking at these pictures, and I said, oh, my God, you must have an amazing Venus. These are just gorgeous. And she goes, my love life sucks. And I went, oh, okay. Um, and I you know, I gave her my card, and I said, you, know, you probably have a Venus-Neptune aspect. And what you need to do is take pictures. You've caught these flowers at the maximum moment of beauty. But what you have to do to prevent the disillusionment of a Venus-Neptune or a Sun-Neptune, both of which we're having this week, to prevent the disillusionment from that aspect is you have to find the beauty, find, capture the beauty in each stage of the process. You know, as it deteriorates, as it falls off, as it collapses. So, I have a beautiful orchid that my friend gave me. She, uh, uh, Karen and Tom stopped by for dinner a while back and brought me this beautiful orchid. Well, this week it lost the last of its flowers this weekend. And I'm like, oh... It's, it's done with the beauty part, but the plant's still there, you know, so it's the, you have to let the illusion go. So time goes by and I get a note from a place in Pennsylvania and I don't recognize it. I open it up and it's a note from this woman and she said, you know, I don't know if you remember me after we met at the flower show. I went and started taking pictures of ugly things <laughs> and I met my husband and I, and I have a baby and now I'm sitting here pregnant with my second waiting for him to come and I found your card and I thought I would write and say, yeah, yeah, we got to work with the beauty of the Neptune. We also have to work with the disillusionment of the Neptune and that it does, it is ephemeral. It's, it's there. It's the rapture. It's, you know, when you watch a movie, you're on the ride when the scary music plays and you get like this, that's all Neptune. And so this week, with the Sun and Venus both in aspects to Neptune as well as activating it, and then also in aspects to Saturn, which is, of course, reality, right? So Neptune is the illusion, Saturn is the reality. And if you've ever been on a movie set or in a play or anything like that, and they paint this stuff, and from the stage, you know, you can tell it's not real. But when you get back in the back, you look and you go, oh, okay, that, that looks pretty good so it's that energy of the structure that we're creating the dream for as well as the energy of the structure that we're looking at the reality of so as the sun squares neptune first up or trines the sun trines saturn first up it says this is the reality and then he has a square to neptune he says understand the reality as it dissolves then we have Pallas athena hitting the north node that's going to happen on the 17th which is very much about okay I'm seeing this in a way I hadn't seen it before. In the same way we have Venus joining the North Node here on, Tuesday, on Thursday. She hits the North Node. So both of them are hitting the node of fate and having this deep conversation. Venus in terms of her feminine energy and Pallas Athena in terms of her strategy and her understanding strategy. So the two of them hit the nodes providing fated experiences now of course that happens you know for venus that happens every year for Pallas athena it's every four years or so but it is a time when we need to pay attention to where we're being driven guided poked at to look at and venus and athena as you can see are holding hands they're traveling together so we're going to watch for women we're going to watch for the feminine we're going to watch for what's of value money uh value communication and as venus and athena meet up they're going to chat a bit with how these things move forward so we have the sun square first uh first he has the trine then venus hits the node then sun squares neptune then we go palace athena hits the north node and she says oh okay and you can see it's down here In Washington, it's in the House of Communication, that's gonna be on Friday, which is gonna help us understand the value of this, why this was done, why things are being done. We're gonna be asking what's the value to me to do this. A lot of people are doing that. I have a number of friends who are making decisions about the direction of their life, and clients too, like how they're going to uh, spend the next chapter, what is a value to them to work on? And I need to work on this and this, and while well, this is great and I love it, I can't spend any more time on it. Saturn, of course, is the planet of time. So as Venus comes to square Saturn, people are gonna say, you know, I don't have the time for that, I need to go. And that's okay, and Athena comes to square Saturn. Um, she's next week, but the energy is, what's that direction? Then, when we get to Saturday, we're gonna have Venus here in Taurus squaring Saturn. Again, this happens once a year. It's an opening square. But remember, earlier in the week, we had the Sun trining Saturn, right? And Venus is squaring him, so she's taking him on. Squares are action-oriented. They take on energies. They say, okay, we have to take action about this. We have to do something about this. It's important that we deal with this change. And we see the Venus here squaring the Saturn, inviting us to take action around what's of value to us. To build our structures it's an opening square inviting us to communicate on a deeper level what's important to us and what we want to do remember opening squares are the crisis of action closing squares the psychological integration of what you've done already And so when we have this opening square of Venus-square Saturn, you know, it activates. Now, if you have a Venus-square Saturn or Venus-Saturn aspect in your chart, you're having a natal excitation. If you have a Sun-Saturn aspect in your chart, you're having a natal excitation. Uh, Donald Trump has a Venus-Saturn conjunction in Cancer. So he's having a natal excitation. So it will be interesting to see what comes out uh, around the Venuses in terms of his, his purpose in life and why he's here then right after that on sunday we have the um the the venus uh the venus in a sextile to neptune again venus is here sextiles neptune over here where the heck is it there's neptune venus sextiling neptune again an opening sextile so after she has the square and tries to figure out what work she has to do to get the structures in place then she has the sextile to neptune and says okay this is what it's for so it's an interesting week with these aspects, you know. They kind of give us a, a bit of a firmer vision of where we're going and what we're doing. And more importantly, why, you know. The energy of the, of the planets talking to Saturn and talking to Neptune. Remember last week, Saturn and Neptune were exactly talking to each other. Saturn was at uh, 25 and, and exactly talking in a semi-sextile to Neptune. So when we see this, we know that Neptune has a dream and Saturn's saying, if you really want that dream to happen, you have to do this work. Or we're standing from Saturn's perspective looking at Neptune and saying, okay, Neptune, to make this structure happen, what's the dream you have? So we're going to hear a lot about reality this week and people's cognizance of reality and what people understood the truth to be and what people thought was delusional and... Not so truthful. And you're going to have it in your life. Obviously, we're going to have it in the hearings um, because that's what they're for. You know, what actually happened to motivate these things, make these people do things, what actually was going on behind the scenes. A lot of interesting energy this week. And we still have Mercury in his retrograde shadow. So we're going to be hearing stuff. We're going to be learning things. We're going to be going, oh, that's what happened. You know, I get it. That's what happened. So We also have a full moon this week um, uh, which I didn't include the slide for, but the full moon takes us back to the new moon that happened in 2020 uh, when when the sun and the moon met up in Sagittarius. So you want to think about the decisions you made in December of 2020 under that new moon in Sag, about how you were going to expand, how you were going to travel, what you were going to do, what was the forward motion, and what's that vision. And of course we're having hearings right now on the full moon about what went on in December of 2020. So it's important uh, for you to think about your life and also to recognize that the world has this deeper story kind of running. Now, when we look at the charts, okay, trying new things here. Always good to try new things. I have my sheets. Okay, so for your chart, you know, when you mark your dates, you look at where the planets are in the sky uh, and they, how they move. And so when I talk about this, this is what I do in the pinball, where I say planets are going between here and here. So if you lay out your chart and you look at planets that are in your chart that have those degrees, they're going to be stimulated. That's kind of the reason why I do. Somebody wrote, why do you tell me where it goes from and to? I said, so you can map it in your chart. <laughs> so reiterating that. All right, so the sun uh, this week goes from uh, 21 Gemini through 28 and a half, 28, 24 Gemini. And so it has a difficult aspect with the nodes of fate on the 13th. Kind of a stressful energy, but also, you know, okay. It has, as we mentioned before, the trine to Saturn on the uh, 16th, and it has the square to Neptune on the 16th, and then it also has an adjusting energy to Pluto at the end of the week where the sun in Gemini looks at Pluto and says, we have to adjust our relationship to power. So that's the sun's path this week. Uh, Mercury this week, 29 Capricorn, as I mentioned, he goes into Gemini, uh, and he entered Gemini on June 13th at 1126, and then he goes to 542 Gemini. When he gets past his shadow... On June 18th, he leaves his shadow. So this week, Mercury's still in his retrograde shadow. We're still going to be hearing from the ghosts. We're going to still be hearing from the past. We're st- and talk to your ghosts if they come. It also, Gemini presents us with options. Well, there's this and there's this. There's this and there's this. And I think the thing to think about, because Gemini, Mercury and Gemini, is really asks us to apply our common sense, And to think about, well, now that I know that, what do I think? Now that I know that, what do I think? And kind of understand, as you get information this week, third time you're hearing it, third time it's coming through, you want to go, oh, that's what was going on. That's what I think. So Mercury is important. He gets to 542 um, of Gemini. Venus this week runs from 1746 Taurus. To 26 Taurus so she's moving pretty quickly as I mentioned she has a couple of aspects this week Uh, one she had was the conjunction with Athena which happened on June 14th I didn't give you the slide for that but that means the two of them are working together and they're starting a new energy and that's why I said Venus and Athena are working together this week to help us work take off so this week Venus talks to Saturn and Neptune next week Athena talks to Saturn and Neptune and the sun, of course, talks to Saturn and Neptune. So, what is your reality, Saturn? What is your dream? What is your illusion, uh, Gemini? Uh, Neptune. And then Saturn, of course, is where's the structure? Where's the, where's the process? What was the vision? You know, what was the vision you had? What did the team say? What did the group say? So, there's a real interesting energy this week as we're working with reality and illusion. And reality, and, and structures, and, and systems in place, and Neptune, which is how we understand how that reality unfolds, right? And of course, Saturn in Gemini is a good placement. He loves being in Aquarius, or Saturn in Aquarius, loves being in there. He gets the trine from Gemini. So Gemini goes, well, it could be this or this. Saturn goes, well, it's this, right? And then Neptune, when <laughs> when the Sun talks to Neptune, the Sun goes, well, you know, there's this and there's this, and it's a square you know is it delusional is it reality what's the deal so there's an interesting conflict that saturn the sun has with saturn and neptune and then venus has the same dynamic but she's taking the other side because she's squaring saturn and she's sextiling neptune she's showing you how to work with it and then of course next week palisathena will echo venus so it's an interesting week pay attention to the women that's what you want to do. You want to listen to the women. And in your back of your mind, think of the women in your life your grandmother, your mother, your wife, your kids, female children uh, who say to you, What are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Important to ask. Important to ask. As a Venus Saturn child, I would always say to my father, What are you doing? And he would go, oh, You know, and, and honor that energy. Honor the energy of Venus challenging Saturn but cooperating with Neptune and honor the energy of the Gemini cooperating with Saturn and challenging the reality with the square, where the sun's going to square Neptune, challenging the reality, but trying to cooperate with the authorities. So it's an interesting week, and you're going to have it in your life. We're going to see it in the congressional hearings, and we're going to see shape-shifting. It's a fun week. It's not as dramatic or hard as last week. It's got a feeling state to it, right? Then uh, we did Mercury, we did Venus. Mars this week goes from 13 Aries to 1855 Aries. He doesn't have a lot of aspects. He does meet up with Chiron on the 15th. So that can be a little bit of an ouch. And that can also be a gunman, unfortunately, because that Chiron-Mars thing does kind of run gunman. And maybe, who knows, maybe that'll be the bill passing. The Supreme Court's supposed to um, uh, release rulings. Um, There is one of the one of the gun regulations is up. New York State's gun laws are up. So that could come out on the 15th. We'll see what happens. Um, But Mars, not too bad this week. He's compared to last week where he was just causing all sorts of problems. Um, This week, we also have uh, Jupiter running from 527 to 619 Aries. Remember, he's moving kind of slow. He does have a little bit of a stressful energy with Pallas Athena. Jupiter does. Because Jupiter's a little grandiose, and in Aries, he's a little aggressive and assertive. But Pallas Athena goes, no, that's the rules. That's the law. That's how it's going to be. So again, we're going to see the feminine take on the king. It's a little bit of the emperor has no clothes energy. So you may find you're having a little argument with your boss. Because your boss says, "We well, have to do it this way. And you're going to be like, I don't have to do it that way if I don't want to with the contra-parallel and the semi-square. Uh, Uranus this week runs from 1654 Taurus to 17. It does have a proposal or an opportunity to connect and make a new uh, relationship on the 17th when it sextiles Juno. Pluto's very pokey. He's at 2810 and he goes to 2802. He's going retrograde kind of slowly. Chiron's not doing much. Athena, as I mentioned, hits that note of fate on the 17th and she runs from 19:30 to 22:45 uh, she's in Taurus. Um so that's the energy of the planets and where they are in your chart. And then we look at the energy of the moon. Of course, we didn't I didn't do the new moon because I already had a whole bunch of slides, but we never want to forget the new moon. The new moon the full moon rather is tomorrow at 7:52 in the morning. Flag day. So today, on uh, Sunday the 12th, the moon goes into Sag. It's in Sag all day on the 13th. And the 14th, it goes void at 10.58 a.m. And it goes void. moon goes void uh, with a sextile to Saturn. moon in Sagittarius, sextile Saturn. And then it's void for a little while, and it goes into void most of the day from 11 o'clock till 6 o'clock at night. It goes into Capricorn. The moon is in Capricorn Tuesday night. All day Wednesday, Thursday, it goes void at 2.41 p.m., and it goes void with a conjunction to Capricorn. Moon in Capricorn meets Capricorn, so that's a little bit of a toughie, a little tough section there. She's void in the afternoon from 2.41 to 5.44 when she goes into Aquarius on the 16th. And she's in Aquarius Thursday night, Friday, all day Saturday till 2.50 p.m., When she goes void with a trine, Moon in Aquarius goes void with a trine to the Sun in Gemini. She's void for about four hours, going into Pisces on the evening of the 18th at 7.01. And then she's in Pisces on the 18th, on Father's Day the 19th, and Juneteenth. And then she goes void at 11.11 p.m., Moon in Pisces, squaring the Sun in Gemini, 11.11 p.m. on Monday the 20th. So the moons this week, the tense moon is the 16th. That one's a toughie. A lot of energy that's very combative and difficult. And also the Tuesday moon, the full moon, is um, aggressive but not difficult, if that makes sense. And again, it's a full moon. It takes us back to the new moon that took place in December of 2020 when the moon and the sun met up in, in Sagittarius. And then last fall when the moon was in um um virgo sun was in virgo moon was in sag and now the full moon so the full moons illuminate help us see last night when i was in bed i was really awake for some reason last night and the moon was just setting outside my bedroom window it was like you could read in the room it was so bright so make sure to get out and look at that full moon uh and then the capricorn moon of course is hard it has hard energies um, and it has an accountability energy when it meets up with Pluto on Thursday the 16th and then Friday the Aquarius moon is got really nice closing aspects so Friday is a great day to get stuff done get it out in the world because it's got a nice moon trine Gemini and then the Pisces moon has good aspects too um, it, it's the nice closing energy there but it is a little contentious you know again Pisces moon squared Sun and Gemini, they agree to disagree. It's not like argumentative, but it isn't necessarily friendly. So hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with the week. Uh, And the DB days, as I mentioned, were Thursday, a little bit Tuesday, but it's such an easier week this week compared to last week. I think you'll actually really like it, um, which is always good. You know, it's like you're going to be like, oh, thank you. It's not so bad this week. Yes, yes, please. I'm, I'm so tired of it being hard. So a uh, couple of promotional opportunities here. I'm gonna be speaking at Omega Institute uh, the weekend of September 16th through the 18th, 2022. So feel free to join us there. Um, it's wonderful, it's a beautiful place in Rhinebeck, New York. We're doing Heart Centeredness in the Stars with a lovely ritual on Saturday night. It's a beautiful moon, that weekend's got lovely aspects. So an Omega is fun. It's one of those magical places in upstate New York. It just, when you go up there, it just smells so good. (laughs) And of course the food's good and the place is good. And it's one track conference. Everybody will be in the same room. Last year we had a great time. People really enjoyed it. And then uh, of course, feel free to sign up for Cup Full of Stars where you get a daily update in your phone from me, Uh, give you the aspects for the day, which you also can access on Twitter. And also an audio of how to work with the energy of the day, and then uh, Pluto return for the United States. I'm going to be at ESAR this uh, August, the ESAR conference, and I am going to be speaking on the Pluto return. Although I only have a, you know, 75-minute webinar and, or 75-minute presentation, so it'll be a little similar to this, but with some extra information. And then last but not least, we're working on that Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. We're working on the dream. What's the dream of your next 12 years? And where do you want it go? where you want it? Where do you want it to go? So on that note, I wish you a lovely, lovely week ahead and take care of yourself. You know, Have a good week. Just be gentle out there. It's not as crazy as last week, which is good. And aside from that crappy aspect with Mars, uh, midweek which is probably unfortunately another shooting but who knows maybe it'll be the gun control laws from the, the, the Supreme Court's listening to a couple of gun gun cases uh, so that would be on the uh, 15th and then again on the 17th there's a possibility because Mars is um, in a hard aspect to Uranus we live in we live in wild times wishing you a great week This conference is no longer being recorded.